Thought maybe you boys might be interested in putting on a big-time wrestling bout. You know, make a nice hunk of dough for yourself. It's time to Santa? Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Morgan, you're out of here. You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You're a dead man. What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. Frankie, I know you're a great wrestler, but my brother, who ain't as handsome as you, is as strong as Charles Atlas. Yeah, but I've wrestled women that are bigger than him. Sure, you got fat, sloppy women. Hello and welcome to Camel Clutch Cinema, the podcast where we talk about movies and wrestling. I'm Guy Hutchinson. And I'm Craig Cohen. And on this episode, we are happy to welcome Karin Maurer. Hey, I I love the pronunciation of your name. Thank you. How often do you get Karen Mower? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, but I don't mind. It's better to have my name messed up than being called a bad name, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what do you do you get more do you get more Karen or Mower? Is it just always both? I get I get both. I get Karen Mower all the time. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Oh dear! As long as you so, say my name right. Now, what is that? Is that what is the ethnicity of your last name? Karen uh, is Irish, and Mauer is German. And where, where did you come so, from? I mean, are, are you part Irish and part German? I'm German, Dutch, and Irish. So I have I may uh, uh, have a very bad temper. Maybe that's why it's good to wrestle. <laughs> well, all right. I have uh, have done a wonderful interview with you, which I'm going to link to. If people go to the website, adventureclubpodcast.com, I'll have the link there, and I'll also put it on the Camel Clutch Cinema page. I did a long interview and talked to you about your career, which is magnificent and extensive. And in that career, which is uh, you are one of the top female stunt women in in show business you also had a wonderful little run in the wwf and I, and i can't wait to talk about that again and talk about everything else you've been doing what's the most recent thing you were working on um i finished well tv as far as ncis but as far as the big movies i right. was in oklahoma working on osage county a meryl street movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, i was doubling meryl street but but which, before that, did you do Star Wars, Star Trek before oh, that yeah, or after? Star Trek, that's right. We talked because that's about that the newest I... thing for everybody that's watching. Yeah. But it, it, you filmed it a while ago. Yeah, Star Trek. Um, I worked on that as well. And then the other one that's coming out is um, After Earth, the Will Smith movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes out this week. Oh, does, is it coming out this week? Okay, yeah, that one as well. Those are the two. Uh, major movies that I've recently worked on. What are the rules on this? Are you allowed to talk about After Earth yet, or do you have to wait till it's released? I can, no, I could talk about After Earth. I mean, but, really, it's I don't know all the secrets, but I just right. know the stunt secrets. <laughs> that's it. Well, well, tell us about your day on that, because I think, I think, you know, that's it's a brand new movie that people are really excited about. Well, After Earth, I, I don't know all all about it, but I, the part that I played was um, basically um, Will Smith's son um, is training in uh, become like a better, per, you know, better athlete, and I bec- I'm just playing a guard kind of. Uh, okay. There's a bunch of stuff where they're climbing rocks and we're repelling and showing um, the younger cadets basically what to do. And this was in in Moab, Utah which was last summer, and the temperature was over 100, and we were in uh, full leather, one-piece outfits. 
So it was uh, probably one of the hardest things to do is make sure you don't pass out. <laughs> but isn't that like a major part of acting is you're constantly dressed wrong and you have to pretend you're dressed right? Correct. <laughs> Especially for women in, in, the, in the business. Women usually wear very little or um, uh, have the worst shoes to run in. So... Yeah. When we when we talked last time, you had uh, you you mentioned that you had done Star Trek, and you said, "I don't know what it means, but I was on the bridge." <laughs> so well, I know now. I definitely know now how big it was. So have you have you have you seen the movie? I have not. I was supposed to go to the premiere, and I never made it. But I heard the movie is spectacular. Craig, have you seen it? I actually saw it on um, Memorial Day. I finally got around to seeing it, and it was uh, a pretty, pretty amazing spectacle. Um, they threw a lot on the screen. Um, definitely an entertaining film. I'm excited yeah, to see it. What did, what did you do, Karen? Um, well, I was on the bridge, and then there's a scene where, um, uh, oh, my God, the lead actor, the good-looking lead actor, Blue Chris Eyes. Pine. Thank you. Good-looking um, good looking blue eyes. I caught that. <laughs> and really nice guy. We're all <laughs> sitting in the bridge, and we're having a meeting around the table, and a, uh, some spaceship or something comes in and blows everything up. I'm terrible. I never even know what the scene is about. All I know is what I need to do and where I need to go. So I know that's the scene that we were in. It was a bunch of stuff um, as far as ratchets and repelling, a lot of fire and um, fire effects. So that's all I really know about my scene. I you say seen this one. like it's nothing. That's fire effects, ratcheting. What does this mean? What did you do? Um, well, there was a lot of people that were getting blown up. And so in order for, to look like they are going a certain distance, you will get ratcheted. And basically you're wearing a full harness and you're tied or hooked into a um, wire and basically that yanks you backwards, forwards, sideways, whatever which way they want you to go, and uh, you just kind of go with the uh, flow. <laughs> it's got to be painful. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I guess, but I guess your adrenaline is running so much that it just doesn't really matter. As long as they get the good, they, as long as they get the shot and they're happy with it, I'm happy with it. I think this is something that you're so conditioned to that you think it's, you know, not a big deal. I think I'd be terrified. I think I'd, you know, this would be the, the, the most exciting and, and traumatic day of my life if I had to do that. Well, I can tell you stunts is only for so many people. That's, that's <laughs> a definite. I know some people don't like to hit the ground or fall or scrape themselves or freak out. For me, it's just uh, another day at the office, I guess you say. Now I caught I caught you. I went and looked for you in the in the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. And this is the scene where you're 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 pulled back and you're I guess you're in like a, a, a caveman bikini and you're pulled back onto concrete. Yes, correct. Is that laying by the pool? Is that ratcheting? No. Well, actually, uh, the water was the one that we didn't have any harness on or anything, so that that you could say that's a ratchet, but it is not what you would call it because you're not getting ratchet you're not doing the whole effects but the water was what made us go up and over it was this big water tower that flushed out water and threw us out and onto the ground the, so um, if you ever see people getting yanked or flown or kind of across a room a lot of times that would be probably they're getting ratcheted or um propelled through the uh the air 
Mm-hmm. Well, kind the Flintstones and and Star Trek are a couple of years apart. Does the technology and stunt <laughs> performance does it does it change, or is it pretty much you have you know your 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 classical sort of stunt moves? It has changed drastically. They are using more visual effects, so a lot of times they don't have to use stunt performers anymore. Back Flintstones, what was that? Maybe ten, twelve years ago or something. Yeah. You know, a lot of times they. Didn't have, they didn't have all the special effects. Now they can just throw in fire. They can throw in big explosions. They can throw in somebody that looks like they're being thrown across the room, not necessarily right. having to use an actual person. So that's what's tough about our business now is that special effects are um, limiting the amount of people that can do stunt work. Let me let me say, though, and, and I think I've noticed this over the past few years, it doesn't have the same input even though it looks exactly the same, the impact isn't there because it's not real. There's this uncanny thing that you're watching that it's something about it doesn't, doesn't resonate with you on a human level. That's an excellent point. I mean, a lot of times people don't notice the difference, but if you watch a lot of movies and you're a movie fanatic and you pay attention to all those special effects, yeah, you'll notice a difference that you can tell when it's a special effect and it's not the actual person doing the physical you know, element of the uh, special effects. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a big deal that that you can definitely see the difference. Mm-hmm. I noticed but it a some lot. Some people with, that um, don't pay it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That? No, yeah. go ahead. You know what it is? Uh, it's it's that you're. Are you on a cell phone or a regular phone? Cell phone. Ah, it's the cell phone. That cell phone does that half a second delay. But that's okay. Go ahead, Craig. Oh, okay, I was going to say the main. Uh, place where I really notice it a lot is in in vehicles. Uh, you can tell a, a car chase that that is sort of created in in a computer as opposed to real stunt drivers getting in and, and doing it. Oh yeah, and and even the if you pay attention to the background too, when when they're going really fast, you can tell that they're either on a blue screen, and they you know input that background effect later. But that is a huge deal too. You can tell, but I have to say. The business with stunt driving is um, still very popular. They still look for those big ramp and big jumps and turnovers and slides, just like uh, Fast and Furious. You know, a lot of that driving is still very popular, and that's a good thing. That'll keep uh, stunt people busy and working. So I wanna I wanna hear um, more about rappel- r- rappelling or ratcheting. Rappelling's Ratchet. going up. Ratcheting's going back. Well, it's so different. Repelling, you're, you're um, Are you going to a down? and you, you slide down. Yeah, but with a ratchet, it's a whole mechanism. You're hooked into a um, wire, which is mechanically done by a machine, and it pulls you. You know, it just depends where you're pick-pointed. Either you're pick, pick-pointed between the shoulder blades, the lower back. It just depends. There are so many different effects. It's basically wire effects. You'll see a lot of that in martial arts movies, especially, um, what's his name? Uh, Jackie Chan. A lot of Jackie Chan movies, you'll see him jumping up really high and then flipping, and that's a lot of wire work. So ratchets are uh, connected to wire work. You're connected to a wire, and you're having a body harness on you. It's so hard to explain on a phone. I know. It's just, it's something that's so foreign, you know, and I think it's something I've probably now seen hundreds and hundreds of times. 
Oh, I bet. Yeah, and, and he probably didn't even know that that's what it was. Because what they do at the end, you know, when they go to um, editing, you won't see the ratchet. You won't see the wire. They take that out. That's what they can do now. You want to receive the wire hooked to the person because they can take that out. All the James Bond movies are very popular with the wire work and ratchets and, and stuff like that. So all that high wire work. Very now, when you're when you're doing a stunt, how much focus do you have to put on possibly doubling the person you're doing the stunt for? Is that part of your 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 performance, or are you more concerned about just getting the stunt done safely? Well, there you go. You want to get the stunt done um, safely. You want to walk away, and you want them to be happy. You don't want to have to keep doing it over and over again. You don't want to mess up or not do it correctly. But, yes, the number one thing is don't get hurt. Or no, or never let them see you sweat or never let them see you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the other room and cry, and they won't know you got hurt. <laughs> what what did you do? What did you do on Parks and Recreation? I doubled Amy Poehler. Ooh. So, yeah, I don't – I mean, she doesn't do a lot of stuff on that show, but – the very first pilot, she fell down a dirt hill. I think we talked about this last time, but she fell mm-hmm. down a dirt hill, and that was fun. Um, I got a uh, fall down this really big dirt hill for, and it, it turned out really well. Um, but uh, just a little bit of driving and a few little different fights and stuff. But yeah, doubling Amy Poehler on uh, Parks and Rec, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> Is there a lot of simple things that they don't want actors to do that they hire stunt people for that don't feel like a big stunt? Yes, and they just don't want the – they will bring a stunt person on just in case. I mean, a lot of times actors or actresses don't mind doing a little bit here and there, but a lot of them don't like it at all. So, yes, we are there just in case, but most of the time we will be there um, to do the actual stunt. And if it's a big stunt, they don't want the actors to get hurt because that's definitely a liability. So um, we are there for safety as well as doing the actual stunt. Now, looking at your credits, there's a lot that you've done here and a lot of stuff that I really, really love. Um, and the interesting thing is how the credits sort of differ. Um, a movie that I really, really enjoy, Drive Angry, you're credited with utility stunts. What is that as opposed to just regular stunts? Well, that's what they call it. I mean, sometimes the title would be ND, nondescript. Mm-hmm. So we call it either ND, nondescript, or utility. Basically, I am... What I did in, in Drive Angry, I played a person, a character, and I was just falling, hitting the ground, getting shot, getting, you know, there's fire around. So instead of using background or extras all the time, they'll pull, if there's a big effect, like a big car coming through the fire, and they want to make sure that there's enough people being seen in the shot, they'll hire, you know, 15, 20 stunt people to be those actual individuals, and then that's what we call nondescript stunts or utility stunts. We are not doubling anybody, but we're playing a person and being there for safety as well. Ah, okay. We yeah, talked... You know, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I nothing more to say. <laughs> um, I, wanted to, I wanted to get into the WWF story. Um, I, I remember it and, and we talked about it on the other one, but for people that haven't heard it, I want to go through this entire story because I find it fascinating. How did it come about that you ended up being Muffy on WWE SmackDown? Um, well, I went 
through this rehearsal. Well, I went to an audition for it, and and next I heard that I was going to be on a development contract. And at that point, um, Vince McMahon had asked me to just write and describe what I've done my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, or prior to that, I was an aerobic instructor. And so I guess he picked up on that mostly. And he wanted me to be Muffy, the bat <laughs> slayer, or Muffy, the personal trainer for Stephanie McMahon. So that's where it came about. He just kind of has you write things down about your history, and then he'll pick things out from it, I guess. And then that's how he pulls out a name or picks out your character. At least that's how it was for me. I'm not sure for everybody else, but that's how it came up with Muffy. Right. Muffy. So, so they were looking to get something that, that had some authenticity to it. Yes, correct. Yeah. What, so I what guess is, that's where they got the robot instructor. Who knows? What is that kind of audition like, though? I mean, you say you go to an audition for that. How does that work? I mean, what were you expecting when you got there? Well, I know it is completely different now, but at the time, I had a couple friends that were going to go to a wrestling show, and at that time, Rick Bassman was running some independent wrestling shows. So I went there, and I spoke to Rick Bassman, told him, oh, I love to wrestle, and oh, it'd be so fun, and he said, okay, well, if there's ever an audition, um, I'll let you know. So he let my friends know that there's an audition for WWE, or F at the time, E. WWF at the time, and yes. when I went, I just got in front of the camera and played around and really didn't expect anything from it, and then a couple months later, I got a call and said they wanted to put me in a development contract, and development contract is you're getting paid, and they're figuring out what they want to do with you for two years, so I was on a two-year development contract. Now, prior to this, coming into it, were you a wrestling fan? No. <laughs> I never wrestled. I never, I mean, I did in high school. I wrestled with the boys and did all that stuff, but I, my background mostly was jujitsu and judo, but I never watched wrestling because I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I didn't get it. I did not get it. And what then about, I got, I, did, did anybody in your family watch it? Did dad or mom no, or anybody? No, no, no. <laughs> and that's kind of, it was kind of disappointing, I know, to some people that auditioned for wrestling because they were big wrestling fans, a lot of these girls I knew, and they were very, very good wrestlers. And I think they were a little mad because I just kind of didn't wrestle and didn't know names and, and I got <laughs> the job. So, yeah, no, I didn't have anybody that watched wrestling. I mean, I knew I knew um, Hulk Hogan and, you know, people like that because they were doing other things like TV. But as far as watching the wrestling and the whole plots and stuff, Right. I just thought it was ridiculous, and I didn't want to watch it. To put some perspective on this, this was when wrestling was at its most popular stage in the history of wrestling. When I was there? Or... Yes. No, at that oh, time. Yeah. this was oh, Wrestling was... was everywhere. It was so overpopulated with women. I couldn't believe when I got hired and I got on the road, and then I, I flew to New York for really more introduction and meeting people in the back area i think there was almost 10 female wrestlers at that time mm-hmm. 10 and that's a lot i mean they were writing all different things for for them so i remember going how are they going to put all those females in wrestling so yeah I, I remember it was the top peak time of development of wrestling it was so popular but now it's not as popular i know that yeah what was an average day for uh you in WWF, uh, let's say, um, a, you know, a night where Raw was on the air. What was your day like? Well, I would 
they would have to fly me out to the East Coast because I was here in L.A. So I, I would fly out on a Wednesday, and I would get out there. Now, they at that time, a development contract, they just basically pay for your flight and your car, and I would have to really function myself. I'd have to figure out how to get to where I needed to go, what stadium you were at. I would go there. You would check in at 10 o'clock um, from your hotel, go backstage, whether it was at a stadium, I would check in at 10. You would see kind of a breakdown of who was wrestling and what, what card was going to be played. You'd have, they'd feed you once, and after that, I'd sit around all day. <laughs> I'd, I wouldn't do anything because all the other people were kind of practicing wrestling. So when I was developing then, I wasn't doing anything. But maybe about eight months later, I didn't really wrestle. They started putting me out there and just started ad-libbing and giving people a hard time. Really? So, yeah, yeah, they they liked the fact that I could just kind of go out there and ad lib and talk. I, I didn't get to really wrestle that much, which was a bummer, but which was fine because I learned a lot as far as just kind of ad libbing. They you never got a script; they just tell you what to kind of say and go out there and do it. I want to know about. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. <laughs> Again, to this. Um... I... <laughs> Stupid cell phone. <laughs> I want to know about. Uh, you say you had to get there on your own. You know, you had to. You, you would, they would fly you to the city. You'd have to find where you were going. Was there anybody you traveled with? I, I had a friend, Lisa Moretti. She was. Um, um, my God, I just forgot what her character name was. She was in WWF for a, a while, so she was. Her and I were carpooling together. She was helping me out. But if I didn't have her on the road with me, I would be lost. I was so, so new. They just kind of throw you out there. You just learn how to get a map, figure out where you need to go, and you're now, on your own. Lisa that was, was Ivory, by the way. Yeah, she was. And she was at Ivory. that point. Despite you know she's not a not she she probably wasn't wasn't very old at that time. She had been wrestling forever. She started wrestling very young. Right. Yeah, and she, she worked with me at Universal, Waterworld. She was there for a couple months. Oh, I never I heard when, that. Yeah, she was hired as Helen um, for a tiny bit at Universal with me. And then she got hired by WWF and ended up traveling with them quite a bit. Well, so that's how I knew her. Helen Helen was the female lead in the Waterworld story? Yes, and uh, the live show at Universal Studios was the character I played. Yeah, the well. live the live show at Universal was amazing. It was you know yeah. just it was so much better than the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was fun. I loved it. But, but that's how I knew Ivory. She was working there before she went on the road, and then she was full time. That's fascinating. So, yeah, I've never heard yeah. that about her because she was in uh, Glow, which was Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling in the eighties, mm -hmm. and then she yeah. had a break where she wasn't you know wasn't at least on television wrestling. That's interesting. That, that that's when you knew her. Yeah, I knew her from up there, and a, a mutual friend had introduced me to her, and she wanted, I think, to start doing some stunts, but it was quick, man. She got WWF and was on the road full-time, and she was big at that time, very big. And then when I got on the road, she was very helpful, helped me a lot. And I, if it wasn't for her, I don't, I don't know. I'd be really lost. It was very difficult to figure out where I was going. I'm a California girl, not... New York. I was lost in New York. I don't know how you guys do it in New York and big cities. <laughs> do you still uh, keep in touch with her and anyone else? I, I I see you on Twitter interacting with Lillian Garcia a lot. 
she's the only one I um, have stayed in contact with. Ivory, I have not talked to Lisa in years. And um, Chris Stratus had contacted me a long time ago. I talked to her for a little bit. But really, I don't stay in contact with anybody other than Lillian. Her and I were really good friends. And she's back at WWE, which is awesome. Yeah, she she went away for a little bit, and she's got a, a beautiful singing voice. Every time, uh, if you go to a live show, you get to hear her sing the national anthem, and she's she's put out some CDs. Well, that's what she really wanted to do was you know sing. She's an amazing singer, and I'm glad she's happy being able to sing and do the announcing too, which is great. So you got to know her working there. I she was so great, such a wonderful person. Helped me a lot when I was backstage a lot, and. Um, just was very friendly and hung out a lot. And once I, uh, basically stopped wrestling, we stayed in contact like every couple months because she'd come mm-hmm. out here, um, for WrestleMania and she'd call me and I'd come down and see her and hang out and say, yeah, we could stay in contact, uh, every few months. And then now she's in LA living. So that was nice too. I got to see her a lot more. Tell me about hanging out uh, with Lillian or anybody else on the road. What do, what do you guys do? I mean, what did they do after? Did they do it late at night after the show? People go out and get some dinner or something? Yeah, a lot of the uh, wrestlers, actors, especially when Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he would tell everybody, let's go to my favorite restaurant. And we go to a restaurant, he'd take care of everybody, and everybody'd sit around and hang out and eat. But I was so new then, it was so foreign. But yeah, they would go out, they always go out to eat after, and then. After that, they, in the mornings, I do know that a lot of them go to the gyms and work out before their call time, which whatever the call time might be now, but at that time it was 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning where we had to be. Or sometimes you'd work in one city, and instead of flying out that night, you'd rent a car and drive out that night and go to the next city and get up early and start another show. It wasn't all glamour. I can honestly tell you it was not glamorous all the time. What, was there anybody, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but there, was there anybody that was really difficult? Yes. Who? Very. China. Really? Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, it's I, mean, I, I don't mean to yeah. sound surprised. I've heard that from everybody, but I'm just... You um, know what? I'm, I have nothing to hide. I mean, when I yeah. was... It was tons of women. Women don't like other women. Uh, they get intimidated. I've never been like that. I try to be friends with everybody. I just think that, you know, at that time it was who was popular, who was going to be written in on the show. And and at that time, China was very popular and was on top of the uh, number one WWF. And she was not friendly at all, at all, at all, which was kind of disappointing, you know, so... But there you go. That's her future. See how her future is. Yeah, and she's she's kind of weird. I well, I believe on on uh, who you meet going up the ladder, you would definitely see going back down the ladder. So I think that's very important to treat people respectfully because if you don't, it's going to come back at you. And there you go. Did you ever have a, a a scenario where you had to work with China in the ring or out of the ring? No. Okay, I couldn't I'm remember. So glad. <laughs> no, I know that she was doing some low-budget movies, and I had a couple girlfriends that were doubling her at the time um, when she was trying to make a career when she left WWF, but uh, I never ran into her. I've never seen her, um, and I've fortunately not have had to work with her. 
Well, well, tell me the details. What what was I mean? What was she like? What was the what was the issue? Well, you know, we were only there. It was ten, twelve, fifteen girls, and you go into a stadium. Think of Staples Center or whatever. You know, big stadium. You have you don't have separate dressing rooms. You have one big dressing room and a big long mirror. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll never forget the specific time when I first started uh, being able to go into the dressing room and kind of get ready and and not get on stage at all, but it doesn't matter. But she would just take a full mirror, never let anybody know the mirror, and uh, just never said hi, just gave you dirty looks. And there was a hair and makeup lady on there. You, you, I would have to take care of myself. I would have my own clothing. I would dress myself, hair, makeup, all that. Mm-hmm. They did have a hair and makeup lady at the time, and if you needed her to do something, it would be great. So a couple times I remember asking her to help me, and she said, I can't, I, I got to help China. China would take up all her time. So she, she was just not a nice person, not friendly, and basically would be a typical B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> China needed a lot of work, though, from the hair and makeup lady. Yeah, you know, she had a phenomenal body. When I was wrestling, Her, she worked out hard. She worked hard, mm-hmm. but, yeah, she was a little... Uh, different looking, you should say. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's. I mean, she has had some really tough times since then, and she's she's bad mouthed everybody. So I'm not at all surprised to hear that she was difficult to deal with. No, and and really, everybody else was pretty decent. I mean, you know, you get the girl stuff, but I don't want to be best friends with everybody. But don't you want to just at least have a nice atmosphere sure. to work in and yeah. say hello and be done with it? I mean, that's what I love about the stunt business. Whenever I work with somebody I don't know. It's the best time. We have the greatest time, whether you're female or male. That's what I loved about this business. Right. So it was it was a it was a tough time, but I learned a great deal, and I I met a lot of wonderful people. And hey, I got to walk down that great stage in front of thousands of people. Who could say that, right? Yeah. What was <laughs> I mean? What is that feeling like? Because I oh. I always think about. I mean, that is so many people in one place looking directly at you and listening to every word. That's awesome. It's really, I would want everybody to experience that. It's its pretty spectacular. But for me, I mean, after that, it was either beer thrown on me or food, but that's okay. It was <laughs> my character, right? But it is an amazing feeling to walk out and either have people booing for you or cheering for you. So uh, it's its awesome. Do you have one particular memory that you sort of feel is your you know, your most memorable moment in WWF, either behind the scenes or, or on camera? Um, I think it was on camera. Uh, it was on camera. No, it was. It was on camera, and I remember it was my first time being on camera. And if you ever go back and watch it, you could probably see it on YouTube. I probably shouldn't tell you this because then it's a little embarrassing. But I walked on stage, and then I got onto the ring with Stephanie McMahon, and she was talking, and I was like, playing my character because I was a little nervous and all excited. Right. And she, you could see it. I was jumping up and down and kind of moving too much, but she couldn't really talk because the, the, the uh, wrestling mat was kind of going up and down the ring. So right. after she's like, she, I mean, Stephanie was nice, but she goes, you, you have to stay calm, Karen. You can't get all excited because I can't talk. So <laughs> that was my most memorable moment because I'm, I felt stupid as well as, as excited at, at that point because it was the first time I was on TV. And uh, it was kind of a funny, <laughs> funny moment. You but were... after that, after that though, I must say they got rid of. They, that's when they kind of let me go because they made fun of 
because I was making fun of heavy people, fat right. people, out of state people. And during that time, I think they showed the camera on a very heavy young girl, and uh, she was really upset about it. And I remember her mother writing into Vince McMahon saying that, please don't put my daughter on TV. She's embarrassed about her uh, weight. Oh, dear. How'd yeah. you hear about that? Um, I don't remember, but I was told that. Ah. Well, I mean, you know, you're you're doing you're playing a character that's certainly nothing to do with you, and I think I remember I remember so clearly when you came out, you were probably the most adorably obnoxious character in the history of wrestling, and I mean, it's I I, I can imagine I guess if you're if you're a young girl uh, being bothered by that, but I, I just uh, I don't yeah. know it's it is what it is it's it's wrestling yeah. Yeah, Mafia, that annoying voice. Oh, my God, it was can, awful. Can you still awful. do it? I don't know if I can. It's just very exciting. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, you guys, let's go. Let's have a workout. <laughs> what did you think of the wardrobe they gave you? Did you have any say in it? Did you, did you like it? It was wardrobe that we would go buy. I bought the cheapest, cheapest looking outfit because they never – they never supplied us with uh, costumes. We had to buy our own costumes. Really? And develop. Yeah, no, they didn't supply us with costumes at all, not on development contract. So I would go to these great stripping stores in Los Angeles <laughs> <laughs> with those pink pants, and I wanted to be aerobically obnoxious as much as possible. So I would go to those stripper stores down in, off Melrose, and they had great clothes, I have to say. They have great, awesome clothes. So that's how I, I dressed. And I had every say in my clothing because that's who bought it, me. <laughs> Did you keep all of it? I have a lot of it left. Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome to keep. <laughs> it's pretty funny to look at and go, I can't believe I wore that. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome, though. It's such a great moment in wrestling history. And to be right off the bat paired up with Stephanie McMahon is huge. Yeah, she was a sweetheart, very patient, and... uh I'm glad she's doing really. She's still doing it, right? Very successful in it, and she's she's yeah. not on television, but she is the boss, and, uh, yeah. and I hear yeah. nothing but good things. I actually was on a on a flight. I think it was maybe United Air, United Airlines, but it doesn't matter. I was on one of the airlines recently, and there was an article on her and two other women in other fields, and it was you know women that are that are you know heads of companies, and and uh, it was a great article on her, and she apparently is behind the scenes doing fantastic things. Oh, I'm glad. Good. She's a good person. I'm glad she's doing well. She's really sweet. And she's good. in better shape now than she was then. Apparently, she wasn't listening to Muffy. <laughs> no. Well, Muffy didn't have much workouts with her, so I, I think I, I think I only had a few weeks left with her, and that was about it. But yeah, she looks phenomenal. I've seen pictures of her. She looks great. Really what? good. What did you uh, What did you do after after that? So you you got the call, and if I remember correctly, you got the call from Vince himself, right? Well, no, Vince called my, um, uh, Rick Bassman, who was my manager at the time, mm -hmm. but, uh, I kind of got the feeling from Vince McMahon at the last time I was on the road, he, he I said, I'll see you soon. He goes, well, maybe, kind of oh. like that. <laughs> but what it was, it was a development contract. It didn't work out. I think mm -hmm. at that point they were getting Trish Stratus really popular and Lita, and they were working on them, and writers really liked them. And I was, like I said, I was okay with it because I really wanted to do stunts more than anything. 
and they wanted me to go back west, uh, east and train at I forget the wrestling place. Train for a year and then come back. And I told them I didn't want to. I rather pursue my career. Well, I think one of the, the, the best things about your story is a lot of times you hear somebody's story where they, they tried, you know, wrestling and it, it, it ended before they wanted it to and, and oh, nothing no. ever was better. But for you, you, you've accomplished so much outside of that, that this is a small footnote of your career. And I think that's what's interesting about the story to people is that, you know, that you've accomplished so much after it. Yeah, I, I do feel for the ones that really work at their that talks off and train and never get that opportunity to get to wrestle. And, and uh, I would hope that they have other outlets because I think that's really important not to just focus on one thing. But yeah, I was fortunate to have, you know, something more important to me to go to and, and I'm glad I did. So do you, do you have a few it. more minutes to talk to us? I do. Good, good. Cause I want to know after you got done with your WWE contract, what did you, you, you did some independent wrestling. Was that right afterwards? Yeah. I mean, I was working at Universal Live Show Waterworld still. So I was there full time and Rick Bassman had UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling, um, independent shows. And I enjoyed the wrestling part. I loved it. I loved the physicality of it. So I would train a little bit and I was playing, um, uh, just a wrestler as far as Carnage. My name was Carnage and, and I would do independent shows, and I had a blast. I loved it. But it was a lot of work for for nothing. Uh, I shouldn't say nothing. It was a lot of work when I wanted to work on stunts more. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed wrestling and enjoyed training and and doing those independent shows, but I, I knew I had to put more into it to be better at it, and I just I couldn't give it. I couldn't give my 100%. So I kind of stopped doing that, too. And then I got called to do Glow, the new Glow, and so we were trying to work that out, and that just didn't work out either. I was meant to be a stunt woman. You mentioned uh, Lillian calling you when they've been when they've been wrestling in in Los Angeles. Have you been to see a show since you left? I saw one WrestleMania. Where was it? It was it was at. Staples Center. Ah, WrestleMania goes Hollywood, yes. Yeah, and I remember going backstage and seeing Lillian and a few of the girls, and it was great, but I I do know that Lita didn't want me there, and she told me, she told people that I shouldn't be backstage and that I should be in the audience. Get out, really? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I didn't care. But I got to see a lot of people, and that's the last time I've seen a show. I haven't been back. Lillian always says, come to a show, and Oh my god! I don't know. There's crazy wrestling people I can't hang out with. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have you come across other wrestlers in the stunt business? I know there's a lot of male wrestlers that have done stunt work, and 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 other female wrestlers. Have you come across anybody else? I have, and I honestly cannot remember their names, but I did wrestle with a few independent wrestlers for UPW, and I worked on a CSI episode where it was the Luchas and some other wrestlers, (laughs) and um, I saw two wrestlers from UPW, and it was really great to see them. And they were playing just um, some background and uh, wrestling characters in the the show. So, yeah, but other than that, I have not seen anybody. I see, I don't get to talk to Dwayne Johnson, but I have worked on a couple of his uh, uh, movies, 
and mm-hmm. really that's about it. So, but I don't, I don't think he'd recognize me, and I, I'm not the type to just kind of walk up and say anything. So, <laughs> now you mentioned CSI. Um, you've done quite a few CSI episodes. Is that something where? you're pretty much called on an episode-by-episode episode basis, or do they say we're going to need you for X amount of weeks? Well, I will get called by the stunt coordinator. I won't get called by anybody else. So stunt performers, we're independently contracted. We're not uh, – an agent doesn't call us for work. I, I will go out and network and meet people. That's what I did to develop my name out there. And so now the stunt coordinator, stunt coordinator who is on – uh, CSI, John Epstein, um, will call me because he trusts me. I think he definitely likes my work, and he calls me to work whenever he has an opportunity to. So that's how you, we get work. You make a good rapport with a stunt coordinator, and hopefully they'll call you back over and over again for different shows or movies, things like that. So, yeah, I get called quite a bit on Las Vegas, and I double. Um, she's a new girl on it. God. See what happens when you get old, you forget things. <laughs> um, she was in the show with Tom Cruise. She's a lead actress. Elizabeth Shue? Thank you. <laughs> what would I not do without your memory? Yes, Elizabeth Shue, I double on that now. So she doesn't do a lot of stuff, but I get called to double her a lot. And you also did a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes. So um, obviously a lot of people think very highly of your skills. I hope so. <laughs> you did something yeah. like you did over 20 episodes of Buffy. I know. It was really fun. That was a wonderful show. And it employed so many people. It was such a great show because so many stunt people would work on it. Um, did you have to yeah, do yeah, any yeah, stunts be... in, 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 in like makeup or prosthetics? Did you double oh. a vampire or something? Yeah, they would put the prosthetics on your face. So that would be a couple hours of prosthetics over your face. And then they put the contacts in your eyes and you play a vampire. It was so fun. <laughs> it's such cute. a great show. It was so fun. Yeah. Karin, you are at 97 credits on IMDb, but I'm guessing that there are credits that you have done that are not on there. Is that right? Yeah, I think, uh, well, there's a few um, low-budget movies sometimes you do, and now there's a lot of those internet um, short films and Mm -hmm. a little bit of stuff like that that aren't on there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm happy with my resume, for sure. I'd love to Keep it going. Hopefully, it'll keep going. Is the uh, is the IMDb correct? Are there any mistakes on here? Yeah, my age. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 you try to get the age. I, it's like I'm over it now. I'm almost, you know, what am I, 47 now? It's like crazy to think that I'm that age. And you have your birthday, and I don't like it on IMDb. It's not that I'm ashamed of my age, right. but a lot of times people see your age they don't want to hire you because of your age well it's tough because they they look at it yeah but they you also need to have that age to have experience yes very true very true so it's a good thing and a bad thing but you know what imdb won't take it off (laughs) (laughs) so it's there but uh, i don't see other any mistakes on it other than my age that's it so there you go a lot of people always have crazy stuff on there that they say, well, I was never in that. I've never never done a film in Spain. I don't know why that's on there. But uh, I'm glad to hear it's it's somewhat right on yours. And I yeah. wonder how many of these things are movies and shows that you've seen and 
and and what among them are, are there ones that you enjoy regardless of being in and are there ones that you enjoy because you like seeing your work in them well I don't really get the opportunity to see a lot of the stuff that I've done. I try because if there's a good stunt on it, I want to see how it went. Not necessarily to see myself, but to see the actual stunt happen. And most likely the stunt that I've done or somebody else has done is probably cut out or taken out. So I don't get an opportunity to see a lot of the stuff. And But I do, I have to say with CSI, they don't cut out a lot of the stunts. And they do show quite a bit of it. So I do enjoy watching CSI a lot. Um, but is, uh, what was your question more, too? Is, is there a favorite? Is that what you're asking me? A well, I'm, I'm just wondering about it. Are there movies that you, that you just love or shows that you love that you watch regularly and you would watch whether you were in them or not and enjoy, yeah. you know, enjoy them on that basis and get the, you know, the added thrill of saying I was involved in that? Yeah, I mean, just like you said, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a tremendous, I mean, it was so great to work on, and I watched it all the time, all the time. And same with all the CSIs, and and uh, and a lot of the movies I don't go see, though. You know, I don't go see a lot of movies. I, I watch more TV than big-time films, so hmm. but, um, Buffy and CSI are probably my two top ones, for sure. I have to ask you about, because you've doubled her on more than one occasion, Betty White. You have any interesting stories there? <laughs> well, my really good friend Annie Ellis, who's a stunt woman who has doubled her forever, sometimes can't double her because she's working. So she's asked me to cover her and double. And let me tell you, she is the craziest, wonderful woman. I mean, everything you hear about her is true. She's sweet. And uh, I only got to meet her a couple times, but She's, I mean, people are like, you're doubling Betty White. She's so old. I go, who cares how old the person is? I'm doubling Betty White. See, that to me is the best. But, no, nah, she's she's pretty spectacular and not really any good stories, but it's just fun to wear the little wig and and uh, just know that you've doubled Betty White. Please <laughs> tell me you have a picture in the Betty White wig. Um, I think I too. You should I tweet do. that. You should totally put that up on I'll, Twitter. I'll that should be your you. profile I, photo. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I've worn some wigs. Okay, I've worn I've worn some different kind of wigs. That one's fun. I think I do. I think I took a quick picture of myself in the mirror. I'll have to look for it and I'll tweet it to you. I'll look I for would, it after we're done talking. I would love to see that. I do know <laughs> a lot of guys double women. Is that right? Well. SAG rules, Screen Actor Guild rules, are if you, you're not supposed to double, men cannot double women and women cannot double men unless you cannot find a woman to double really? another woman for a certain stunt. Yes. But yes. in the, in the have, old days that was the case or is that always? Yeah. No, they, back then, I mean, back in the day, they would just hire men to do driving or some big stunt that they pretty much couldn't find a woman to do it or didn't know a woman to do it. Now they have to really look for a woman to do that. And if they cannot find a woman to do that actual stunt, then they can hire a guy for it. But they really cannot hire a guy to do a woman's stunt. But there are a few exceptions. I think um, Angelina Jolie, when she played that one character, um, come on, you guys, Tomb Raider. How do I remember that? Tomb Raider, there was a jet ski scene. 
and that would be the, a, a guy that doubles her like on a flip. Mm-hmm. If jet ski scene. So that was a guy doubling. So I'm sure they couldn't find a girl to double her that could do that actual stunt, so they hired a guy to do it. I, I want to plug v10stunts.com. I, I noticed there's a new photo of you, a beautiful photo with uh, with straight hair. Yeah, some people can't get an idea that my curly hair can be straight, and it yeah. can. So. <laughs> <laughs> tell about the uh, the team, tell about the website, and, and give everybody all the information. Um, v10stunts.com, uh, definitely a different arrangement of all wonderful stunt women. And you just can check out everybody's demo reel and all the different looks and um, what they've done. So it's a great website. And I, I encourage people to check out your demo reel. There's one moment after another that you, your jaw will hit the floor. Just uh, amazing <laughs> stuff you've accomplished. Oh, thanks. I need to update it. I just need to get on my computer and do all that. But it needs to be updated. But I appreciate it. I, I'm happy with it and would love to add some more newer stuff to it. My thing that I can't get over, a lot of the big stunts we look at and we say, well, there's a way, there's a method. But when there's a lot where it looks like you're getting punched and kicked in the face, and I don't know how you do that. Well, that means I'm doing it right. You're doing the camera angles correctly, so that's good. If it looks real, I'm doing my job. <laughs> Karin, what's your Twitter account? Uh, it's uh, Karmauer. Or Mauer Power. Oh, it's Mauer Power, yes. Mauer Power, yeah, Mauer Power. I never know. I mean, I always forget. Mauer Power, baby. M-O-W-E-R-P-O-W-E-R. And are you on anything else that you want people to go to? Is there like a Facebook account, uh, Pinterest? I have my Facebook. They can find me up in Facebook under Karin Mauer and send me a message, say hello. I would love to know that they heard this interview and what they thought of it and and, uh, how awesome you are. (laughs) Well, you are awesome and fantastic, and we very much appreciate talking to you. The The slice of WWF history you've been involved with was fantastic, and the amazing career you've, you've had in the stunt world is just fantastic to hear about. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you, you guys. It was a pleasure. So, Craig, thank you for joining me for this one. Oh, thank you. This was such a fun episode to do. It was really, really a, a thrill to talk to uh, Karin. And it's such a different look at the wrestling industry you know, to hear from somebody that was involved in it and, and went on to something else. So thanks to Karin Maurer for talking to us. Thanks for you for listening. And we will see you next time right here on Camel Clutch Cinema. So you want to wrestle, huh? You're too little. We got ushers bigger than you. Leave. I got to take a crack. Don't you see? Your Skittles plus my Skittles in the ring. Tag team. Howard Patrols is John Triton. What are you doing up there? Staying away from you. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? What's I smell? Down goes Jimmy King. Oh, my God. A four-post massacre. No one can survive this. This isn't even a pay-per-view!